Chapter Fifty Four of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gerber. Stories of Franklin. One man was to have a great share in the last French and Indian War, although he was no soldier. This man was Franklin, and as he is one of the greatest men in our history, it will surely interest you to hear a little about him. Born in a poor family in Boston, the lad was named Benjamin, probably because he was his father's twelfth child. With so many brothers and sisters older than himself, Benjamin was not spoiled. As they were all very poor, he was often obliged, small as he was, to help his father make soap and dip tallow candles, a work which he greatly disliked. But as there had been free schools in New England from the very beginning, Benjamin learned to read out of the New England primer when he was only a tiny boy. He has told us many stories of himself among others one of his childhood which you ought to know because it has given rise to an american proverb it seems that benjamin once had a few pennies this was a great fortune for so small a lad and although his brothers and sisters teased him to know what he was going to buy with them he would not tell on the street one day he saw a big boy blowing a whistle with all his might this whistle so fascinated little benjamin that after talking to its owner a while, he gave all his pennies in exchange for the toy. Marching home, Benjamin proudly exhibited his treasure, thinking he had made a great bargain and bought the finest thing in the world. His disappointment was very keen, therefore, when his brothers told him that it was only a common whistle, such as he could have bought anywhere for one penny. Ever since then, when anyone pays too much for pleasure or anything else people have said he has paid dear very dear for his whistle as was the custom in all puritan families the franklins had long prayers and they said such a lengthy grace before meals that hungry little benjamin often grew impatient as their breakfast generally consisted of smoked and dried herring he once suggested that his father should say grace over the whole barrel so that he need not stop to repeat it every time the fish was served franklin's father was too poor to let him go on with his studies so at twelve franklin became apprentice to an older brother the printer of the fourth newspaper issued in our country here franklin learned to set type and to handle the rude press then in use he also began to write and as he did not want his brother to know it he disguised his handwriting and slipped his contributions under the shop door at night these articles written by a boy of fourteen proved so able that the brother read them aloud to his friends who greatly praised them little suspecting that they were written by the apprentice setting type in the corner but benjamin's elder brother proved so unkind to him that the boy left boston at seventeen and embarking upon a coasting vessel went to new york where he vainly sought employment there he heard that work was to be had in philadelphia then the largest city in our country a stage ran between that place and new york twice a week 
making the journey in two days this rate of travel seemed so very rapid then that this coach was generally called the flying machine but as franklin did not have the means to pay for a seat in this conveyance he embarked on a sloop working his way after several days tacking a long weary tramp and a row on the delaware he landed in philadelphia early one morning by this time he had only a few pennies left which as he felt hungry he soon gave to a baker for three large rolls the small amount of luggage he had with him was thrust into his coat pockets and with a roll under each arm and one in his hand franklin strolled down the street munching his bread as he walked along a girl standing on her father's doorstep laughed at the awkward lad passing by little thinking that a few years later she would be his wife finding employment in philadelphia franklin worked hard studying as much as he could after hours every book he could buy or borrow was eagerly read and he paid small sums to booksellers for the loan of their volumes overnight sitting up late and rising early so as to get all he could out of them franklin loved books so dearly that he soon learned a great deal about foreign countries he longed to visit them and therefore gladly welcomed a proposal to go to england and buy a printing press as the governor of pennsylvania promised to supply the necessary funds franklin set out but upon landing in england he found that the governor had deceived him and that there was no money to be had alone in a foreign land without means or friends franklin again sought employment and worked for an english printer during the next few years by dint of hard work and great economy he managed to save money enough to bring him back to philadelphia at the age of twenty then after working as clerk and printer for a while franklin set up in business for himself and married besides printing a newspaper for which he wrote the articles set the type handled the press and even carted the paper to his shop in a wheelbarrow franklin soon began to publish a pamphlet called poor richard's almanac it contained not only the usual information about sunrise and sunset the moon tide and weather but many short sayings full of good advice they were so easily remembered and so often quoted that some of them have become household sayings a few are no gains without pains never leave that till tomorrow which you can do today time is money keep conscience clear then never fear you might think that franklin was busy enough with all this work still he managed to learn a great deal besides french german spanish and italian which he studied alone and at night he founded the first public library in philadelphia the university of pennsylvania and the first fire brigade the first insurance company and the first hospital in the city besides that he invented the first good stove advised paving the streets and was constantly in political office from the time he was thirty until he died at the age of eighty-four franklin was so interested in sciences that he studied them closely too and in seventeen fifty two after thinking the matter over a long while he decided that lightning must be the same thing as the electricity produced by rubbing a cat's fur 
he therefore determined to bring lightning down from the clouds to find out whether he was right after many experiments he built a kite fastened a sharp point to it and flew it one stormy day he had taken all his measures so carefully that he thus really drew down some electric sparks from the sky as franklin was a very practical man he immediately made use of this knowledge to invent lightning rods for protecting churches and houses from thunderbolts his discovery ridiculed at first soon became known abroad and thus franklin was the first american who won a european reputation franklin's kite flying paved the way for all the wonderful discoveries since made in electricity many of which he then foretold although people thought he was only joking indeed we are told he even demonstrated the deadly effect of a live wire by killing a turkey on the other side of the river when his discoveries became known in europe they created a great sensation and the franklin experiments were for a while all the fashion. End of chapter 54